gentlemen, and welcome back to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back, relax, and meet yet another amazing individual that we're going to have the opportunity to visit with today. My name is Stacey Johnston. I'm honored to sit here with you and honored to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Holland. How are you today, Kathy? I am doing great. I'm great. I am looking forward to the conversation and always excited to meet new people. How are you? I, I'm doing well as well. It's a beautiful day, and I'm just, you know, we've talked, every time we do this, we talk about our fascination with it and, and our joy with it, and I just, you know, my days get so filled. I feel like I get so much inspiration. I get so much gold. I get so much knowledge shared with us from all over the world so many times a week and sometimes so many times a day. I just feel blessed to get to it like it just my, my cup is running over. <laughs> How about you? How do you, what does this do for you emotionally and spiritually in this, this quest that we're on to meet these amazing people? I think that it brings, it really brings to light for me that, you know, there's a billion different things you can do, right? There's, there's room for, for all of it, for all the things that you thought of or could possibly think of, there's room for it. So I think it just really brings that to light for me. How about you? Mm, I love it. If you are, if you are ready, and well, let's bring in our guest today and let's kick this show off. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a, a lady, beautiful soul, joining us today from Pueblo, Colorado, Miss Christina Smith. How are you today? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you for having me on this show. I love how you guys always come on and you're so excited to talk to new people. It's really a great podcast. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that compliment. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Well, then how about you kick us off, Miss Christina? Tell us who is Christina Smith, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Yeah, so my name is Christina Smith. I wrote a book called Inviting Shift, and I'm a life coach. I uh, work with women who have good on paper lives to help them make them really amazing in real life. Um, And I do that by helping them uh, get clear on how they want to show up in the world and for themselves and for their relationships. And I talk a lot about transition and how we make transition, which is what Inviting Shift is all about, how the stages of shift and how we, how we can move through transformation a little bit more smoother. I don't know about you, but I've hit my head on a lot of, on a lot of brick walls over and over again before I decided to make a shift. <laughs> but, um, that, yeah, that's what I do. And, you know, I love the word, I love the use of the word shift. Right, versus mm-hmm. transition, because transition always means, you know, oh, something's got to change, we've got to transition all this stuff, Oof. and you, you begin to think about all the things that come with transition. But shift yeah. is an easier word. There's a less pressure in shift, right? Shift your weight, shift that to the other shoulder. So shift can be not near, I think, as daunting as, as the other, as transition. Correct. Transformation sounds like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to go through some cocoon and become a butterfly, and that sounds like a lot of uncomfortable work, right? <laughs> mm, absolutely. So when you start working and you're, and you're running this program, hey, tell us how your program works, how people can connect with it. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah, perfect. So I do a few things, but mostly I have small group coaching programs for women 
So we have up to four women in a group, so everybody gets their own private coaching time. But they also have a whole online portal of visualizations and some people call them exercises or rituals. I call them alignments. They're basically things that we do to align with what it is that we actually want in our life. Um, and, yeah, we, I give them all kinds of tools, and we meet almost weekly, about three times a month. And they really start becoming connected to each other. And there's something really beautiful that happens with women when um, they support each other and empower each other because in the world, women aren't always like that. <laughs> so these groups are really, really special. It helps women um, build trust in themselves and in being able to make relationships with other people. I, just, I think that's so beautiful. I, yeah. I'm always in awe. Dude, I'm just always in awe and kind of honored about all of the space that's being provided around the world for people to go, you know, come over here and I'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. Come sit alongside me and we'll get better from together with that over here. And it's just, yeah. that's one of the things I have loved about this podcast is all the people we've gotten to meet that are, got open space. Thank you. Know, you. I, I, yeah. yeah. I think it's really cool. So most of your work is virtual at this point or do you do face-to-face? Oh, I wish I did face-to-face. I long for face-to-face. I had uh, a bunch of retreats that were scheduled right before COVID started, and I had to cancel them all, and it was painful. And it's been painful, but the Zoom experience is really not as bad. I mean, we can all get Zoom burnout, of course, but um, it's really not so bad. It just depends on how you set the container for the group and the safety and everything, and that's what we really focus on is making sure that everyone feels really safe and connected. We even do visualizations so that we kind of feel like we're in the same circle around the fire together, you know? Um, So it is possible still to get really good support um, even by Zoom. And I do miss women hugs. (laughs) Right. They give different hugs, don't they? Yeah, I do. I miss miss my hugs from my women. There you go. I love it. And how can people connect with you? Do you have a website? Do you have a a place where people can go to connect your services? Absolutely. They can go to christina-smith.com or they can go to invitingshift.com. Either one. One is an online learning portal and the other one is my coaching website. Um, But they definitely can connect with me there or on Instagram. Um, but I'm everywhere. I would love to connect with more women. That would be fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to see how many we can throw it out to. I think whoever needs your information, it just is, it's pretty amazing sometimes how that happens to be what they hear in today. So thank you for yeah. what you're doing for sharing that with us. Kath? So I, I think that's, that's beautiful. I think if nothing else in the last couple of years, we have realized how important human connection is you know, yeah. physical connection, right? I think that's something we might have taken a little bit for granted previously. Mm-hmm. For sure. Probably not so much anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, let's take this in a different direction. If mm-hmm. you could define a hero, Mm-hmm. How would you do that? And is there someone along your journey throughout the people that you have met and the experiences that you have had that you would define as a hero for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm a really a word person. So when I, 
when I thought of this question, I had to, of course, go to the dictionary and find what is the true meaning of hero, because that's who I am, <laughs> is I like to make sure that my words are correct. And what I saw was regarded as a role model or ideal. And that becomes hard for me, right? Ideal. What would be the ideal human? And of course, even though I'm not necessarily that religious, Jesus was the first person who came up to my mind because I was like, yes, this person who could accept other people exactly how they were and really understood the conflicts of being human, right? Um, And the discomfort, really. And discomfort is like the one main thing that I talk about in my work that I think us as human beings try to avoid. And here is one being that kind of walked into the discomfort, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of how life was set up. And it didn't stop him from being really open with other people. He could see the worst in other people and still treat them with love. And I just think that that, that would be ideal. Now, if we're talking about on this planet <laughs> right now and right here, um, I do, there's a woman who started an organization called Woman Within. Her name is Shartosi, and um, through her work and even just knowing her personally, she has helped me make a lot of shifts in my life. And um, the, the most heroic thing she does is she listens very well. And that's really, really powerful for me. You know, I, I think deeper level hearing. Yeah, I agree. And you guys are both listening. doing a great job of it right now. <laughs> listening <laughs> is—I wanted to make sure we heard you, but you're right. Listening is a completely different level of hearing. You know, yeah. we hear things all day long, right? We we hear mm-hmm. news and conversation and the radio and the background and the truck driving down the road. But what do we actually listen to? Mm, yeah, and she listens with all of herself, like, you know, her ears are on you, her eyes are on you, you know, it's like she's almost taking in your energy and seeing the whole big picture, and there's something really fascinating about that without being judgmental or anything, and it's it's just, there's something really beautiful about that for me, so if I could emulate that one day, that's where I hope to go. Mm, that's a beautiful energy to want to give off. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great direction to want to go. I think that's cool. I think that's cool. So, mm-hmm. Christina, as you look at the journeys that you've been on, the path that your life has mm-hmm. taken, the people that you've met, this place where you stand right now, I feel like there are probably lots and lots of life lessons that we've all learned along the <laughs> way. Yeah. But can you think of one that stands out to you that you, if you could shot it from the mountaintop, maybe you would make sure everybody just mm. knew this one thing. What would that be? Oh, it would be to expect discomfort. This is probably the hardest lesson I had to learn, I think especially in our culture where everything's about being happy, all the marketing's about us, you know, being happy and, and you know, successful and financially well off that we can forget that discomfort is, a big part of our journey as being just being human beings. Um, discomfort is what, where the growth is. So 
we often want to shy away from discomfort, and yet that's where most of our growth is. In fact, that's where most of our best qualities come from, empathy, wisdom, bravery, courage. That all comes from being really uncomfortable in life. And so I'm not saying that we should aim towards discomfort. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying that we should make things uncomfortable just to make them uncomfortable. What I'm saying is that um, when we shy away from that discomfort, what happens is that's where our shift stops. So I, I was mentioning how we, I leveled down to five, um, five stages of shift. And the biggest one is appropriately called the F stage. <laughs> now, it was meant to be fear and fortitude, but you can use whatever F word you would like to use there. Um, <laughs> But it's where, it's where we know what we need to do. And this is, as a coach, this is what I, I've always found in my life personally and when it comes to my clients. Most of the time, we know exactly what we need to do to move forward, whatever shift we're making. We know the actions, right? It's getting ourselves to do those stinking actions and choose them all the time. And so it feels like we're choosing against our discomfort, and that is what jars us. So that's when we give up or we cheat and then we go, well, I had one chocolate cupcake, so I'm going to eat 16 of them now. Um, and that's, that's the discomfort is where we get mixed up and we think, oh, something must be wrong. It should be easier than this. And usually it's not unsafe. It's just uncomfortable. Most things in our life are. And that's what transition or shift or transformation, whatever word feels good to you, that's that's what it's going to require. There's a lot of discomfort in changing who we are or shifting who we are, how we approach life. Wasn't that that said, you know, you have to go out on a limb because that's where the fruit is? <clears throat> right, right, exactly. And yet we become such, and I raise my hand on this one, we become such creatures of comfort that we're like, oh, if it's especially, I think, in the last two years of COVID where we've been home and, like, we all of a sudden we got this extra comfort of always being at home. Some of us are getting scared to go out there again just because we're like, oh, well, sitting under my rock actually feels quite comfortable. I don't have to deal with a lot of interactions, right, people that I might mm -hmm. have a hard time with. And so... We want to shy away from that, and yet we know that underneath it, we still need connection. We still need, we still need, uh, we still have this desire to go out in the world and connect with people. But it can be really uncomfortable, especially after so much time of not seeing so many people every day. Yeah, you know, and I think, I think anymore, you know, some people have just taken it on as a. It's kind of an excuse, you know. They're just like, no, no, mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> because it's comfortable. And to leave the house, yeah. then we have to think, like, do I need a mask? Where am I going? How many people are going to be there? Like, all this extra stuff that we never had to think about before. It, and it could feel so silly that why is it so hard for me to go to the grocery store, decide to go to the movie theater or whatever. But we have all this extra stuff. So, it's acceptable that we have this discomfort, but I just, I think that if people got used to that idea and maybe even accepted or expected that discomfort is going to come whenever we do, whenever we live life, basically, 
that we can start managing the discomfort in a way where it's not taking over our life. And a lot of times this shows up in our emotions, right? This is one of the things that I see mostly is that women want to avoid emotion because it feels scary. Maybe the only other time that we've ever seen anger expressed, it was not expressed properly. You know, it was expressed in a really abusive way. And so we have all this discomfort with our feelings as well. And and when we avoid that stuff, we're not actually getting to know all of the gifts that we have underneath. I call it like um, the skeleton closet. Like anything that makes us uncomfortable, we we tend to like to throw into this closet and shut the door, right? Like I'm just going to ignore that. It's okay. The argument's over. I don't need to process that anymore. And so we just keep shoving this stuff in this closet. And the sad part about that is that a lot of the discomfort are experiences that are teaching us something that are offering some kind of bigger knowledge. And we're missing all of it because we're too uncomfortable to look at our feelings and the conflict that's going on within ourselves. And if we could do that, we would be able to retrieve so many gifts from these um, what people call negative experiences or bad experiences. I just call them uncomfortable experiences that we have. And there's so many gifts there that we don't get to, we don't get to know them, you know. <laughs> and that's really a shame because it's a big part of who we are. Oh, yeah. I think that fear has a lot, you know, I've, I have told people, I tell people all the time, you know, fear will not stop death, but it absolutely stops life. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Well, and I believe that you can carry the fear, too. It's just, like, we could have the fear and we can move forward. I don't think that you can be courageous without it, because what, what would courage be if we weren't scared, right? Like, it would just be easy. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't say courage. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. But you have to be able and to it, sit with it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and be able to look at it. And the first question to ask yourself behind fear is, is this unsafe or just uncomfortable? Because there's a big difference, and we don't know the difference anymore because most of our lives, at least in this country, are pretty safe. And so, you know, like maybe 2% of our actual decisions in a day are about safety. The rest of it is about, am I going to fail? Am I going to have to do that thing again if it's not done right the first time? You know, all these inconveniences and like sad feelings maybe, but nothing that's actually going to hurt us, right? Nothing that's unsafe. It's just really uncomfortable. Mm. And that's an important distinguish, right? between That is. Yeah, if something's unsafe, you absolutely should, you know, figure out what it is that you need to do to make it safe again. But usually... It's just discomfort that fear is coming up. I'm going to fail. I might embarrass myself. I might say the wrong thing, right? What will they think mm. of me? All of those things. That, those are just uncomfortable. Right. You know, I, I agree with you. And I, I, when I work with people, we talk about those things that come along in life, like, like those uncomfortable moments. Really, if you've mm. ever been driving down the road and, um, listening to your favorite song, right? And you're the one-man concert. Radio's crank. You're having a great time. You sing better than anybody right then. And then you get mm-hmm. the white noise. And you go, right? And you go, ah. Oh. And you can either keep singing because you know the song. And in a minute, the mm-hmm. white noise will go away and it'll be right on time. Or you can change the station, right? 
Mm-hmm. The same lesson is true in your life. Conflict, indecision, shifting, transition. It's all the white noise in your song. And if you're mm-hmm. comfortable with that song and who you are underneath, just keep singing. Because in a minute, all that white noise is going to go away. But if you just keep oh, changing like the station, if you never, just keep changing the station, you never settle. Mm-hmm. And you're you always going to get the white noise anyway, eventually, right? <laughs> exactly. And you never finish the song. And that was a yeah. great song. Yeah. <laughs> and you were enjoying it. Yeah, you let, it, you let that one minor inconvenience kind of interrupt your joy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But sometimes mm-hmm. we let that happen in life. This little thing comes along and then we just get derailed instead mm-hmm. of recognizing that it's just a little detour, a little road barrel. We all know about road barrels in the dark, right? All of a sudden, you got a detour. Mm-hmm. That's what they are, little road barrels in life. And pretty soon that, that road straightens back out. But it's that... Yeah. <laughs> That side on the road ahead that's so hard to see when you're in the middle of the road barrel. Yeah, building resistance to the white noise or the discomfort, whatever that thing is, right? Building the resistance Absolutely. to that. And that's, that's what we can do with discomfort is if we start expecting that, like, yeah, life is full of things that I'm not going to like, that it's going to show up in ways that I'm not hoping or expecting. And if we can get used to that and just be like, yep, there's another blip, like, you know, just a little speed bump, no problem. It, we just because we hit a speed bump, we're not going to stop, right? <laughs> we're just going to figure out how to slowly move over it cautiously. That's right. That's right. And the first time it yeah. takes out your tire, the next time you go over it, you'll slow down a little bit. Oh, yeah. You'll, you learn how to manage it better as you yeah. go. Exactly like you, speed bumps. You learn how to manage it easier, and it comes up, and you're like, ah, oh, there's that thing again. Right. I've been here before, and I got over it the first time, Right. Yeah, exactly. I think the best thing we can help people understand is up to right now, they have survived 100% of the worst days of their life. Mm-hmm. They're already a survival. Yeah. They just don't realize how strong sometimes they actually are. Yeah, they have the habit of discomfort down. It's, and it's, it's amazing to me that, yes, when we come up to it, it still shocks us sometimes. We're like, oh, this is happening again? Yep, this is happening again. And that's why I like to look at it like a habit, you know. Like when we learned how to tie our shoes, I mean, we probably had to try 30 times before we got it right. And many of us, maybe there's some geniuses out there that got it the first time. But many of us had to try many times. Now we tie our shoes, we don't even think about it, right? It just happens. Um, and that's what, what – you know, getting used to the discomfort can be, again, we don't want to aim for discomfort. That's not what we're going for. But it's just knowing that discomfort's going to come and being able to trust that we can manage it. We've managed it this many decades, however many decades you are. Like, obviously, you can get over these things. So it's really coming down to a, a trust in yourself that you can manage the discomfort. Mm. Very true, and that trust in yourself. How much easier it is to trust other people than it is to trust ourselves? Ooh. I think we let ourselves down more than we let other people down, which is why we don't tend to trust ourselves as much as we think we do. <laughs> How many times have you made a commitment to yourself and then, well, I just don't feel like it, right? But if you made a commitment to your to your friends to be like, hey, we're, I'm going to be here and do this thing by this time, we are so much more likely to do it. That is absolutely true. That is mm-hmm. absolutely true. You speak a great truth, girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Kath? So with all, this, all, with all of the... I'm sorry. With all of the lessons that you have learned, 
and the people that you mm-hmm. have met and the experiences that you have. If there was a one-liner to put on a T-shirt is your message to the world, what would it say? Be gentle with your humanness. I believe that we just, we uh, believe that we're robots. We forget that our body needs maintenance and we get angry when we have to feed it or we have to stop and take care of it or it gets sick. And it's like being human has a lot of gifts in it. And I think we only look at the limitations. And so I really wish that people would be more gentle with their humanness and stop having such ridiculous expectations for their physical body, their emotional body, their mental body. I mean, I think we push it on all boundaries. So there's a way of being gentle and still moving ourselves forward. Wow. That's beautiful. You know, the T-shirt quotes always move me in the coolest way. Mm. We have a lot of T-shirt quotes in our, in our, under our belt and a lot of people that we've gotten to talk to around the world and not one person has repeated someone else. I bet. I'm, I'm yeah. 280 quotes of this amazing wisdom and power and they just, all of them just make me go, yes. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. If you could just wear one a day and let that be your message for today. Right? Today my message is just courage. Today my message yeah. is just be gentle with your humanness. How many people mm-hmm. need to hear that just in, in one day? Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Uh, Thank you. I, I love it. Thank you. You bet. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, and regretfully, ladies, we are at that time. We're about to have to wind down with respect to you, Christina, and our guests, and with respect mm-hmm. to our audience, and those that have taken time to be here with us. I can't thank you enough for your oh, wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for the space that you provide, for the, for the hero that you probably stand to is more people than you recognize in a day. So thank you for that. We would love that our guests to always remember that we're brought to you by Enlighten Up and Guided by Grace. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to have a conversation with us, if you want to share your story or your thing or your why, or you want to banner a word, we're interested in what you have to say. Give us a, reach out to us, please, at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Kathy, I'm going to give you a stage for a moment. How would you like to leave our audience today? Um, I would just like to say thank you, first off, for being with us and for what you do, but also with a challenge. Um, As she was saying, you know, there is a big difference between fear and discomfort, right? So if you're facing a obstacle or a decision and you haven't, haven't decided where you're going with it, step back and decide if it is uncomfortable or it's dangerous. See if that helps you make your decision. Beautiful challenge. I love it. Coming out in different words. Christina, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us, close us out, give us the last 90 seconds. How would you like to leave our audience today? Thank you so much. I've enjoyed being here so much. My main point is just expect discomfort in order to experience rich, sweet, beautiful stuff in your life. Uh, Be gentle with your humanness. Remember that being human is less about being perfect and more about loving ourselves and each other exactly how we are, accepting our humanness in ourselves and others. Thank you.